Hey there, this is Beverly Mitchell, Laura from Saw 2, and of course, Lucy from 7th Heaven, and you're listening to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Review Podcast. If you're hearing this, then you've finally found what you've been looking for. In a world where zombies, ghosts, serial killers, and vampires all exist, it's Nico, Brian, Mike, and Dustin, and they are all that stand between you and the films that could end the world. Welcome to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Podcast. What's up, Don't Go Out There fans? Me, Brian, and Dustin have all got together. We're going to do a quick instant reaction. We all had the privilege to go see the newly released Saw X. Uh, we're just going to do our general thoughts to start this off, and then we'll jump into our positives, negatives, and maybe what our thoughts on for the future of the franchise is, because the movie's making a decent amount of money, so I'm sure they'll probably want to cash in again on the franchise, but we'll see. General thoughts. I thought it was okay. Didn't think it was anywhere near as good as what I was seeing on Twitter or TikTok, Instagram. Saw a lot of people saying it was, oh my God, it's the best movie of 2023. It's top one, top two in the franchise. Eh, not for me. I think it was yeah, okay. No. I really enjoyed the fact that Tobin was on, on screen for the entire movie. I mean, John Kramer is my goat for the horror villains. If we ever do a villains ranking episode, love that Tobin got to shine, got to act. Uh, I love that, but there's just some things that I'll get into when we get into our negatives. that I wasn't a big fan of, uh, Brian, general thoughts. I liked it a lot. Um, no, it's not top two or three, like you were talking about, but it was, like you said, awesome seeing Tobin Bell and Shawnee Smith again. I think it was a brilliant choice. And I think some other franchises, uh, should consider this. If they're going to move forward, <laughs> cough, nightmare, cough, Halloween. Uh, but once again, do you like how I said cough and then coughed? That was fucking stupid. <laughs> Double cough. <laughs> uh, but once again, you know, this this franchise playing with time and, and, and putting this after Saul 1. Now, that creates a dilemma for me. I want to ask you all about in a minute after Dustin goes. Uh, but I thought that was absolutely the way to go, and I loved it. You know, we kind of talk a lot and go back and forth, especially in a group chat amongst ourselves about Hollywood running out of original ideas, which I do agree with. And I, I give Dustin some shit sometimes, but I do agree with that. Um, but also when there's some sequel announced in the group chat, it's almost overwhelmingly like, uh, fuck. But the last few years, like have almost won me over to where I don't instantly do that anymore because without these legacy sequels and, and requels, where, yeah, I mean, there's been some stinkers. Halloween ends. You guys would say Spiral <laughs> and I guess Jigsaw in this particular franchise. Not to put words in your mouth. Doctor Sleep. <sighs> Relax. That was like oh, okay. that was not. <laughs> that, there's been some stinkers that I wish had never been made. But we would have never gotten Scream Five and Scream Six. We would have never gotten Halloween Kills, which I absolutely love. We wouldn't have gotten Ghostbusters Three thirty years after Part Two. And and to me, that's worth it. I mean, if we get stinkers, okay, but. I'll personally take those to get the good ones that we got. And that includes this one, you know, it, and, and I think that this could be a good thing and a bad thing, but I think it successfully did what don't breathe Two was trying to do and, and made you root for what is normally the bad guy really. And I guess I'll get in more into that too. Whenever we go through the positives and negatives, go ahead, Dustin. See, I think the difference in you and I, Brian, uh, and I think you'll agree with this is you, value nostalgia a lot more than I do. And that's so true. that's, that's my biggest gripe about all these sequels that we get so long after the fact is I'm 
don't, you know, nostalgia only goes so far with me. I want something fresh. And if it's a fresh take on something, sure. But man, some of these sequels are getting just, just stop, just stop. And, uh, you, you know, we, you mentioned a few there and we can go on and on with them. But anyway, my initial thought on Saw 10 after seeing it was, God, it's unnecessary. Like, it was a decent movie. And I texted in the group chat after the fact and said that I'd probably have it middle of the of the pack for the Saw movies. But then I just pulled Same. up my Saw ranking from when we did it on 31 for 31. No, it's probably in the bottom three, bottom four. And that's not to say it's a bad movie. It's just how good the rest of the franchise is to me. Definitely above that dog shit spiral we got. But um, <laughs> I like spiral. Movie. Yeah, you would. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. But no, I Dust, just, Dustin's bullying uh, Brian instead of me this time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your, your turn's coming, buddy. Dustin gets but, uh, wrong every no, once in a while. To, to me, it's just what in the grand scheme of things, you know, if I was watching the Saw movies in chronological order, Okay, and so I, that's, you know, I, that's didn't watch, I got that question coming up. I got that too. I gotta to talk to you about okay. that. Okay. So like if I if I didn't watch this tenth, you know, in order and I watched it when it actually takes place, I think it would have been a fine addition. But watching it in 2023, so long after it allegedly, you know, supposedly took place, it's like what, what why? It was so unnecessary because nothing in the movie, you know that John Kramer has cancer and you know that he, you know, doesn't get healed. So what else did it add to the saga? Nothing. There wasn't one thing that happened. You're like, oh, that's why that happened in that movie. You just got to see him and Amanda, uh, you know, their dynamic and their relationship grow a little bit more when it's in the infancy. But it was unnecessary. But it was still a pretty okay movie for what it was. I mean, that's 100% fair. But regardless whether we think it was added enough to be made or not be made, this to me kind of creates the Star Wars dilemma. Stay with me, Nico. In the sense that, okay, okay, <laughs> all right, Dustin. Uh, in the sense that, okay, do you watch? Do you watch these in chronological order again? And therefore, there's no twist with finding out Darth Vader is Luke's father. I.e., mm-hmm. here, there's no twist with finding out Amanda is helping Jigsaw in three. Or do mm-hmm. you watch them in release order? I kind of towards I break my habit here, and I think that this series now, I think you watch in release order. I don't think you watch it in chronological. But that's just me. What I think you? if I was if I was watching it with someone and introducing them to the franchise, I would make them watch it as I watched it. I would watch it in release order. I agree. But this one, I if agree. it's me at home, I would probably watch it in chronological order just because, like I said, I think this one fits better watching it there. Now, some of the aging oh, is yeah. going to – when you see Amanda and, and then she looks younger in the next movie, you're like, what the hell? She's got a little, yeah. little less wrinkles. What happened? But maybe she got some Botox. But, you know, watching it in uh, chronological order will make this movie much more worth it, I think, to me. Worth watching to me. That's fair. What do you think, Nico? I would definitely go in release order because, I mean, like you mentioned, you already find out that she's his his apprentice in in Saw X. Like, that takes away the twist of her telling Donnie Wahlberg she's going to carry on with his work. And, yeah, I mean, that that spoils it. I mean, that's a decent twist if you think about it. So and no, even, I, even yeah, Hoffman. I don't like Hoffman, but even Hoffman, it ruins yeah, that. It's Bulls Hoffman, too. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what I was saying. Like, if I was watching it with someone and it was their first time watching it, definitely in that order. But for me, I already know the twist. So it's not spoiling anything for me. I already know what's coming. So 
I would just prefer to watch it to where this movie isn't a waste of two hours. Yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent. Let's jump into our positives and then, uh, you know, we'll, we'll just, we'll just keep this going. Positives. I've already mentioned it. We got an hour and 50 minute movie of pretty much Tobin Bell on screen the entire time. I can't complain about that. He's my favorite horror villain of all time. I just love the character of John Kramer, but I will complain about something of John Kramer and our negatives. I'm just happy that Tobin got to shine. I think he's an exceptional actor. Uh, he gave a great performance, arguably one of his best of the entire franchise. Uh, I enjoy, I really enjoyed the, like the first 30, 35 minutes, him finding out his cancer diagnosis and all that. And just deep diving into like his, his reaction to it. Like even, even the most, I don't even know how you describe him, the most evil or even he has feelings, I guess you can say. <laughs> like even he can show weakness. Uh, cause like even if you watch like Saul too, like he, he's a cancer patient, but he doesn't really show it even when Donnie's whooping his ass. But I like seeing his emotion from finding out the cancer, trying to find a cure. I really like that. Um, I like seeing Amanda, of course, even though, kind of like Brian mentioned, he's not the biggest fan of Hoffman. I'm not the biggest fan of Amanda throughout. I love Shawnee Smith. I loved her in the first two movies. She kind of loses me in the third one, but it's at least explained well. Uh, I like seeing those two on screen together. That's really about the end of my positives. Oh, Hello Zep at the end. You know, I always get the tingles when Hello Zep plays. Love that, but yeah, that's that's my positives, honestly. Brian, you want to go? Um, positives for me, the traps. I liked them. Um, most of all, I liked how they felt winnable. They went back to that instead of a lot of, like you talked about with Amanda and Hoffman, that seemed unwinnable, like we've talked about so many times. The fake-out first trap with the maintenance guy. I thought that was different, you know, which after nine movies is hard to do, so I respected it. Um we got to to see the kill and it was just him and imagining, which made more sense for the plot. But, you know, I wanted to point that out since I liked the originality with that. Um, send Amanda, like you mentioned, Amanda and Kramer again in a plot that didn't have to use a flashback or anything like that to get them in there. Um, and again, I'm mixed on this. I can see where it would be a positive for me, but a negative for some fans where it made you root for Kramer in, in an instance. Um, and I know it kind of did in some of the others, but Kramer wasn't in the shadows in this one. It was like you mentioned front and center with, with really Kramer and not so much jigsaw, if that makes sense. And again, after 10 movies, I'm good with that. Like, like I was being up front with, I'm sorry for continuing to reference this, but after three movies, I was fine with exploring Anakin and not Darth Vader. But if you watch in chronological order, will that affect the later movies? Yes. Um, that's for future me, I guess, to decide, I don't know, another generation that would watch them that way. But the movie, I think, added depth or to to the character of Jigsaw, to the character of Kramer, and that worked. And and you know we haven't gotten that in a very long time. You know, another positive and the last positive, the last thing I have to say is, I think the twist ending, it wasn't surprising by any means. Like it wasn't something where I was like with the other ones, like oh shit, or you know, it was just it's kind of expected almost, but it worked. I don't know, that's weird. But like 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 Dustin mentioned, maybe he hit it on the head. Maybe I just have a thing for nostalgia that that drives let, lets me get past a lot of stuff that maybe it doesn't for some people. my positives i think that this movie did a good job of restoring the feeling um and what i mean by that is jigsaw and uh part i guess seven the saw 3d whatever that one was like this one feels more like a saw movie to me than those did and so i, I certainly appreciate that I definitely agree with you, Nico. It was cool to see more Tobin Bell 
to a certain extent, when we get to the negatives, I'm going to bring up something. But um, it was cool to kind of see what he was going through and, you know, reminding you that he is a human. And so you kind of have some empathy for not going, you know, necessarily putting people in these traps where they're this live or die, where they have to mutilate their bodies or whatever. But the fact that this is a man that's desperate to do whatever he can to just not die yet. Um, It was cool to see the thought process and it, like seeing him sketch out the traps. I thought was cool. Uh, He had his little notebook there and he'd, he'd sketch something out. And then when he ripped the one out and threw it away, I thought that was, that was just cool just to see peek behind the curtain and see how the wheel spin. Um, The, the traps, I do like them, but um, I have issues with, with some of that as well. I'll get into that when we get to negatives. Um, I thought the performances were great from Tobin Bell. It was cool to see Shawnee Smith again. Um, I thought Cecilia was very hot. Um, some <laughs> of the, <laughs> I didn't think that her acting was great though. And what I mean by that is, uh, you know, even in the, oh, I guess I'll say, I'll say it, go ahead and say it. Her acting wasn't great because when she's in the trap and all the shit's happening, people are dying and everything. She never once convinced me that she was worried or concerned, or she didn't display any emotions in her face, really. And that goes so far. Um, I, I like the, uh, I like the ending with, you know, Tobin being, I guess, helped out by the little boy and, you know, seeing, seeing their dynamic, like the little boy having the, the wheels click and even sacrificing himself for a moment, just so Kramer could get some breath. I thought that was a touching moment between them and they got out. Um, yeah, I, the biggest positive for me is just restoring the feeling. I'll, I'm a, I don't know if I disagree with you, but I thought she did a fine job of acting, and I, I kind of took her not showing emotion as, you know, they're just corrupt business partners, and she really didn't give a fuck about them, and she was just happy she was getting more money. But I can understand where you're coming from, not showing emotion. But, yeah, I mean, like, even when it looked like she was going to be killed, like she didn't yeah. even seem scared for her life. So I don't know. No, nah, I and, feel you. Yeah, go ahead. All right, let's jump in our negatives, and I'll try not to ramble too much because I don't want it to come across like I just thought the movie was dog shit. I don't think that at all. But I, I kind of disagree with Dustin. I don't even feel like it felt like a Saw movie. Uh, <laughs> the, like the grit wasn't there. The like that one through six, it just has a certain feel, a certain, a certain look to it that this one just didn't capture. Uh, I hold Jigsaw to a different standard, kind of like a. Like Hannibal Lecter, like I've seen them two, uh, you know, compared online. I, I I think Jigsaw is like cunning. He's always one step ahead. He's he's smarter than you are, and then but he gets got by an online medical scam. Uh, that kind of takes away from his lore to me a little bit. Didn't quite work, but you can explain it if you want to say he just got the worst news of his life. You know, he's maybe he's not all there. I can understand that, but I don't know. I just I don't see it that way personally. Uh, the traps. I wasn't a big fan of them. Like we get like the eye trap is on the poster and it's not even real. Like, uh, yeah, kind, kind of some blue balls there. And then like the rest of them, like where they're all in this warehouse, little too convenient to me that he's in Mexico with none of his shit. And like, he set all this up and he just, you know, <laughs> and it was just so easy. All I had to do was fly Amanda Southwest to Mexico and call Mark Hoffman and got all their info. Uh, a little, little lazy to me. Maybe I don't know. It just, kind of reaching then like all the traps like you mentioned like they're all doing them individually but they're all watching each other 
I kind of like the traps better either while they're all playing the game at the same time or it's just one-on-one and you watch the tape. And I don't know. It just, it just didn't hit but for you, me. But you didn't know that until this one because they've never done it. So, I mean, I at least respect that they tried something different, right? I mean, you didn't know you didn't like that until this one, but we'd never yeah, seen I it. Yeah, I mean, you're really. right. I mean, they didn't try it until now. So, I mean, some people loved it. <laughs> Obviously, they got it ranked as number one or two in the franchise. But just for me, I didn't, I didn't love that. Like. That's just recency bias. Yeah. People were, people were like, oh, this is new and shiny, and yeah, it's the best. It's yeah, and that's why I mentioned that when I did our uh, my TikTok ranking the franchise. I want to watch the movie at least a couple more times before I say, you know, it's bottom four. I want to give it at least a couple more tries. But, but I think that's just my biggest issue is, like, they it made Jigsaw seem not like he was the smartest one involved and. I just I didn't love that, and then at the end when they when the final two were like in the last trap, I, I loved when Hello Zep started playing. You know, I got the chills obviously because that's one of my top two favorite horror scores. But did the woman live? And like we never find out what happens to her. Like she just moved on with her life. Never never tried to find Jigsaw again. I mean, like they just left happily ever after. I don't know. I mean, it just some of that didn't work for me. Like especially just. I mean, Jigsaw, he he just got he just found out he had cancer and like he wasn't the strongest he's ever been. I mean, how they set these traps up? I mean, these are these are pretty intricate traps. But I'll stop now. I'll let Brian go. What's your negatives? I mean, I can see that for sure. Well, I, I think I thought you were going to have this. I, I think Dustin might, uh, but this is actually the same as one of my positives, which was seeing Kramer and Amanda again because. Like you mentioned, they don't de-age them at all. And I know it's kind of a running joke with this franchise where, you know, they've shown flashbacks of Kramer and just put a hat on backwards like, hello, fellow <laughs> kids. But, but yeah, they noticeably don't look the age that they are in this timeline. So, again, like you mentioned, like we talked about, watching it in chronological order would be jarring, I think. Amanda, for sure. Like, that wig was terrible. John, the only reason I gave him a pass was because he just found he had cancer. Like, he looked like shit. I could understand that one a little bit. But, yeah, yeah. Amanda's wig looked horrible. Well, I mean, and, and, and they no did the Shawnee, Yeah, and Shawnee Smith's not had the, the – she's had a rough, rough few years, too. So, I mean, I can definitely see you but then aged to, her. Well, to what you're saying, Nico, like you want to give him the benefit because he just found out he had cancer and everything. But he looks better after, <laughs> like later in the timeline when he still had cancer. So, mm, I don't know. That's fair. I wondered what happened to that guy who gave the website to Kramer, you know, the entire time and, you know, whether he was in on it or did he get treated by the father and not the daughter? I didn't know. And while I think that should have been in the movie and, and not a post credit scene, I also don't think that Hoffman should have been in it at all. I mean, we, we got the reference on the phone and I think that's all we needed. Um, no offense to him. But Costas Mandalore's noticeably gained weight. So, I mean, hey, that happens to all of us, but it kind of felt out of place. And another reason why I think this series should be watched in release order. Um, the last thing, Cecilia knowing about, quote, the great Jigsaw, that didn't really make sense to me, especially if this came in between just right after the first movie, like three months after the first movie or something. I mean, if this was, you know, later, later in the franchise, maybe, but I just, that to me didn't make sense and for some reason stood out to me. Yeah, my negatives, I, you know, I, I'm going to echo a lot of what you guys said. The, the fake out trap bothered me. It was cool because it kind of gave you a peek behind the curtain into his mind, right? Like when right. he sees someone right. needing it, it's like, what's his thought process look like? 
and how does he come up with these traps and shit? So it, it was kind of cool to see like, damn, as soon as he sees something, bam, he's already got a plan in, in store for them. But like Nico said, that's the, that's the fucking movie poster. That's this blue balls. Now I get it. We still got to see it. So we still got to see it. Exactly. Still got to see it, but it wasn't real. So I, I don't know. It, it was conflicting on that, I guess, but more negative because I, I would have rather that had really happened. Um, it was unique. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, him being in the spotlight and not Jigsaw. Now you you mentioned after ten movies, but you got you know to me, it's not after ten movies. This is after the first movie, and it just it doesn't fit. Now he was and in the room. Yeah, he was in the room in the first movie, but we you know we didn't know it was him. We thought he was dead and all that. It doesn't fit Jigsaw. It doesn't fit Tobin. Or to, it doesn't fit John Kramer to me. Um, also how fucking convenient he was that he just happened to round up the whole gang in a foreign country. He doesn't know anyone. He doesn't know anyone's name. He just happened to find the taxi driver. Cause apparently that's the only taxi driver in Mexico city. And then he got him to talk and he got him to, you know, drop dimes and tell him everyone else's name that's involved and where to get them. Hmm. Not only that, he's in this fucking warehouse and I don't know how much time he had to spend in that warehouse, but he had it rigged up like it was his. Like the the locking mechanism on the door that trapped him in at the end. How that that was synchronized with the the lights, like the lights flashing and the door locking at the same time, synchronized like that. And there just happened to be cutouts in that office wall for them to stick their heads through. The trap that was built for two people that him and the kid. What was the kid's name? Diego, maybe. Um, no, mm-hmm. uh, Carlos. The trap that was made for two people like that. Think about how elaborate that trap is. It's a platform that's got a lever system that's going to dump blood directly into the person's mouth. How did he set that up? He's just one man and Amanda. How much time do they have to really plan this out and and get this done? How many resources did he have in Mexico City? Issues with that. Uh, And then you mentioned Henry. Yeah, I've made a problem with that, too. Mainly because I didn't stay to watch the post-credit scene. I had to piss. So (laughs) I texted Nico. After and I was like, you know, it would have it would have been cool to see what happened with Henry. Was he in on it? Like that's as soon as Henry gave him the website, though. Like as soon as he bumped into him at the coffee shop or wherever it was, where he's getting that muffin. And I, and my immediate thought was, after after Henry walked away, he's in on it. John Kramer is going to have him in a trap by the end of this movie. And so, I guess it makes sense from that regard because I watched the whole movie and was like, well, shit, maybe he wasn't. I don't know. But then they did the post credit scene. So if you're going to have him be a part of it, have it be a part of the movie. If you're not, exactly. then, you know, just let leave it be. Leave it be. Um, you mentioned how much Custis Mandalore's, you know, Custis Mandalore's gained weight or whatever. That made me think of, uh, did you ever see El Camino, the Breaking Bad movie that came out a couple years ago? Yes. My God, Jesse gained some weight, my brother. <laughs> he, he gained so much. But at weight. least, at least that was after. You know, it wasn't like a prequel to it. So, well, it was, but it was like right after, though. It was like Jesse uh, was still, or not, not Jesse. Uh, what's his name? The, uh, the anyway, the the kid. But um, anyway, I, I just I have issues with it with the plausibility. That's my main one, and just. It's not John Kramer to have them see his face if they truly have a chance to live. And what's her name did live. Um, Cecilia did live. She knows who did it. That's not John Kramer style. 
And what you said, I didn't even think about, but yes, you're 100% right. How in the fuck has she heard of the great Jigsaw? No, no, not buying it. My biggest issue is just they made him seem like he didn't do his research. Like, like John Kramer wasn't the cunning, you know, one step ahead villain that he's always has always has been. Like, that's just that bothers me, man. It's like you wait until I mean, you hey. got, you wait until you get got to have Mark Hoffman look these people up. I mean, Hannibal like, Lecter, you know, got caught too. I mean, so they slip up. So I get that. But if you're watching chronological order, it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, pl- players fuck up. Todd is who I was thinking of. Todd is who I was thinking of from Breaking Bad. Oh, Jesse yeah, Clemens. Yeah, yeah, He'd yeah. gained so much weight from the time the show to the movie. And I always yeah. think about that. But anyway. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about, man. You uh, should. The hell's your problem? <laughs> no, I've heard Breaking Bad is awesome. I've heard it, it is. I, I just haven't watched it yet. I get overwhelmed with shows when there's so I much. I know, man. You got to watch Friday the 13th Part 6 again. There you Damn go. They right. <laughs> Damn right. I watched that shit the other day. It was great. Anywho, back to this movie. Uh, I saw I saw online, you know, where the I think it was like they asked the the writer or the director that they killed Jigsaw off too early in Saw Three. I producer, don't think so because yeah. I yeah, it was a producer. I saw the article on Facebook or something, <laughs> but I think the way they executed four, five, and six worked. Like they showed his back, they showed his background. You know, with other simultaneous cuts with the plot, I liked it. Like, I don't, I don't, like, I never complained. Like, we didn't get enough jigsaw on screen because I thought they pulled it off well. They, they mm-hmm. had really powerful moments. Then you got to invest with these other characters. I really liked it. Like, I don't know. That's just, that's just me. Not that I'm, I'm mad that you. he was on. Like, not that I'm mad that he had a whole movie about him, but I don't know. Just making him <laughs> fall for the, the medical scam. Like, come on, man. I mean, I liked it. That part didn't really bother me because he met Henry at the uh, cancer support group, and Henry did look noticeably better the next time he saw him. And, you know, my dad was on medication that wasn't approved in the United States, and so I know shit like that happens. Like, you can get medicine. He got his medicine from Canada, um, and it worked. So, I mean, there are back channels, and I, I don't hold that against him that much because when you're dying and you're told you have months to live yeah. at best – then you you get desperate and you're like, okay, well, if there's a chance it could heal me, you know, I'll, t- I'll try it. And he, and he did, he technically did do his research with looking at the videos and stuff, but no, I mean, he didn't <clears throat> check their backgrounds and stuff. He took Ooh. them more for face value, but he did do some research on, you know, the, the procedure and the background. Like they had a pretty good scam going. I'm glad you brought that up. They did a great job of making the internet look like yes. the internet would have looked like it looked yes. like that windows XP or whatever was out at the time. But something that bothered me, I don't know if you guys noticed it, when he was watching the video of uh, the doctor talking, there's a slider at the bottom that's showing the time. It's moving way too fast for how long. Yeah, that thing is boot scooting. It's boot scooting. The doctor's talked so much (laughs) that you're like, okay, if he's talked that much at that speed with how short that is, the video would be over by now. And so that was just like, that's an error. Yeah, I I noticed that as well. I mean, my whole thing is like Jigsaw knows the whole fucking background of these people he captures and puts in these traps, but he didn't do a goddamn lick of research on something that's going to save his life. Like he knows Adam's whole fucking backstory and, and chains him to a fucking pipe. Like I don't know, I just I don't I don't like that. I don't like that. <laughs> but anywho, uh, any thoughts on the future yeah. of the franchise? I mean, I, I kind of hope they don't milk this to death and like make it worse. Like we don't we don't <laughs> need that. Don't children of the corn this shit. Come on. I, this was the highest released opening weekend for the franchise since what Saw 3D, I think is what it said. So I, I think I read that. 
I don't know if, if, you know, where it is as of today, but I think this, it, looking at it from the studio's perspective, you know, the franchise still has legs if you no. do it right, which, which I know we disagree on, on them doing this right. But, but I think, I think they, they did fine. I thought it was a nice little entry playing with time, doing a legacy sequel like this seems, you know, more maybe natural for this franchise, judging on how it hasn't necessarily been a chronological franchise anyway, but you know, I love it. I'm, I'm for it. If you want to do another one between two or three or whatever, I'm, I mean, I'm for that. It's Tobin's 81 though. I mean, he can't, I mean, how many of these he got left in him? Hey, Vince Carter, I got one more left in me. <laughs> I don't know, man. I liked the movie, so I didn't mind it. Now, if you do it again and, and, and I hate it, then I'm going to say you shouldn't have fucking made it, but that's me Monday morning quarterbacking. So hearing you say that, Brian's talk about, yeah, keep going. This was good. If I had a cigarette, I would have lit it in my house right that, now. By the way. <laughs> because I, that just stresses me out, man. See, that's that's where I think you and I differ. I'm I'm perfectly good with franchises going out on a high note, or you know, quitting while the getting's good. Um, but how do you know? But how do you know the getting's good? Like, how do you know? How do you know this is Seinfeld? How do you know when? Because Michael out? Jordan came back with the Wizards, and he was not the same player. But even Michael Stay. Jordan didn't know when to quit. Like it's just like I don't, sometimes you, don't know. you gotta know. Ric Flair is still it's, wrestling matches, brother. Hang I up know, the boots. You're right. Exactly. You just don't. You just don't know until no, you, you know. do it, and then you're like, "Limousine riding, Jim <laughs> and, and you mentioned <laughs> you mentioned that this was the highest box office since Saw 3D. Well, my God, <laughs> what came after that? Jigsaw and fucking Spiral. Congrats. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, Jigsaw, I liked it more than Nico for sure, but um, Spiral, like Spiral you, more than you for sure. <laughs> to, quote, to quote the rocks, the biggest piece of dog shit. Um, that's Dwayne I, Johnson. That's not the Rock. Oh yeah, that's Dwayne. Sorry, um, <laughs> they look alike. I can't ever tell. Um, I just, I'm good with letting it, letting it die. Don't sour my don't sour my opinion on the franchise that much by continuing to crank them out. Ten movies. That's a lot of movies. That's a lot of movies. I, mean, I agree. With and you, but I guess I just, uh, you know, like I said, I I don't want. I've seen it too often where. You try to recreate lightning or try to catch lightning in a bottle twice, three times, four times, and eventually your luck runs out and you get shit that just like is not up to the standard. And, you know, take <clears throat> this is something that I I bring this up a lot. I always say when I'm talking about music, if DMX had retired after his first three albums, then people would say he's up there with Biggie, Tupac. He's one of the greatest ever. Problem is DMX didn't stop rapping. He continued to put out albums and some of them were not all that great. And so it soured his legacy and he's still phenomenal. So Saul is still going to be phenomenal if they, if they keep pumping them out, but you're talking about being one of the absolute best to one that's, Oh, that's, you know, it's pretty good. I'm going to look at look upon it favorably, but if they just stop with their head, it'll be so much better. I mean, I get that, but like, look, we're, I mean, like we just brought up Friday the 13th part six, like it took six movies to get to Nico's favorite of the Friday the 13th. Well, movie. my favorite too. But- and, right. And now we're, like, you know, we're six movies into Scream and I, you know, I love it. I'm, I'm like very pumped, like for the next one until it's they mess six. it up. And then we're like, yeah, like, you know, so I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's six. I, I, we're at 10 and six is the number. <laughs> <laughs> we're at 10 and Saul. I think that this movie is better than at least the Hoffman ones, in my opinion. So like, you know, it took 10 to get one that I thought was better than the Hoffman movies. Like, I don't know. I'm mixed on it, and so are you, I guess. Like, I get it. 
Yeah, I like, I just, I like Friday Part Four a lot too. Just throwing that out there. I like Friday. <laughs> I like, but your favorite is the sixth entry. In the I like next Friday like, and Friday after next pretty good. But my yeah, my I, favorite Friday the Thirteenth is was like the twelfth the one that they made. Yeah, but that's a reboot. You that's know what I'm saying? But but like you mentioned though, Brian, it, they did something really different in Part Six compared to the five that came before it. So, I mean, I could understand that one being someone's favorite. You get a totally and different I, Jason tone, everything. Well, five was completely different too. Yeah. That's really a different Jason. <laughs> but, it, but it still felt like the first four. Yeah. It still felt like the first. The, I'm going to, I'm going to pitch oh, a legacy anyway. sequel. Not that I want it, but the uh-huh. only way that I could see you doing it is you show Mark Kaufman still alive from seven. Well, like I mean, somebody came back and freed him or he had someone else in on it with him. I mean, I don't, I don't want that because how much have I bitched about retconning or, you know, shoehorning in another character with scream. Like <laughs> I got to be consistent. You know, I got to be consistent. I don't want you to bring in another cop that was in all along that we saw one time during a fucking press conference that you Ooh. were buddies with. I don't want that shit. Make it be yeah. Chris Rock's dad. Ooh. Yeah, 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 something, something like that. Somebody from Spiral, Chris Rock and Mark Hoffman knew each other through email or something. I'm just saying that's a legacy sequel you could use, but I don't want that. So, uh, if y'all, if y'all got any more final thoughts, go ahead. Otherwise, I'm gonna read our few social media comments and questions, and we'll wrap this up. Let's go, nah, ahead. go ahead. All right, those are all about Halloween. Let's jump on <laughs> over to. Well, I should have made two separate posts, but I was lazy. All right, let's jump over to Facebook. Sean Irwin comment, I thought Salt X was well-paced, fun, and made sense for where it was in the timeline. Mm, I'll agree with that. It. Yeah. Damn it. I don't, oh, like, so I don't like agreeing with Sean, man. I hate it. I hate agreeing <laughs> with Sean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mookie on Twitter commented, love Salt X, third favorite in the franchise right now, but I need more viewings. And I'm going to leave it at that because the rest of his comment was about the Halloween aspect, which we'll be covering in just a few minutes. Uh, I had a really good time giving this react or doing this reaction. This was, it was fun. You know I mean? I'm not, it could have been better to me, but it was fun to talk about a solid movie in 2023. Well, what would you, I mean, I know we didn't review it, but right now, what would you rate it at a 10? Oh, what did I say in the group chat? Five and a half, six, something yeah. like that. Okay. And, and I said, I'm about well, a six to a seven. I would probably say six and a half. Yeah. And I said six to seven as well, but I would probably lean more towards the seven, I guess, than, than you did. But I mean, we're still all pretty close for it. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But see what I was saying though, see, you see a six and a half to seven, seven and a half, whatever you said as, Ooh, let's keep it going. I see a six and a half as <laughs> that's well below the average score for me in the franchise. Stop <laughs> enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm with you because uh, Spencer from Twitter, he uh, he asked me what's the favorite Saw movie, and I told him six. Yeah. But I said, honestly, one through six, <clears throat> I would probably give all of them close to a nine just because I'm a big fan. You mm-hmm. know, that this is my screen compared to, you know, get, yeah. Mike and Brian. Mm-hmm. That, that's my – I'm like, I'm close to a nine at the minimum for all – for the first six. I really like the story. And so, it's, like, I'm with you, Dustin, a six, six and a half. Like, we're, we're starting to yeah, – down the hill. Yeah. So, let's wrap this shit up and not ruin it anymore. It's always funny when you say that, like, this is my screen, because that's my two favorite franchises, is Saw and Scream. So. <laughs> Saw and Scream. <laughs> Completely different vibes, but. Yeah, but would you like this better? It's <laughs> kind of a, I don't know, rhetorical question, I guess. But would you like this better if they never made Jigsaw, and they never made Spiral, you know, like, you never got those two ones that you're like, fuck, quit making these movies. Would you like this better, you think? Go ahead, Dustin. Well, I was just going to say, I would be pissed off if... I had to wait from 
it's all 3D until 2023. What was that? That was 2009, I think, or something like that. To 2010. 2010 to 2013. I, that's what I bitch about a lot is why you, you know, so much time has passed and now you're just going to make another sequel just as a cash grab. So if this one came out in 2011, 2012, whatever, closer to it, then maybe. Maybe. But, hmm. I mean, I waited 34 years for Ghostbusters Afterlife. I know, and I like Ghostbusters Afterlife, but hot take, don't you kill me. Yeah, you'd have been fine if they animated it. Yeah, exactly. I know. I, know. <laughs> I liked it a I know. lot, but just that, <laughs> that's how it bothers you how they recast things. It bothers me how they have these enormous gaps between releases in a, in a franchise. Yeah. <clears throat> Jigsaw, I, I got a bigger problem with Jigsaw just because, like I mentioned earlier, they shoehorned in another apprentice we never knew about. Yeah. Jigsaw saves the guy because he didn't wake up from his drugs. Man, fuck all. Spiral, I kind of <laughs> barely even consider it part of the franchise just because it's from the book of it. doesn't have John in it. It's just Chris Rock's take on it. I kind of just put that one to the side. Like It's it's kind of adjacent. I see Spiral differently from the rest <laughs> of the, the, the Saw movies. I'll put it that way. Yeah. That's a good idea. But yeah, that's a, I feel like we've done a pretty good reaction show. Uh, appreciate all the fans and listeners. I'm not telling you don't go see it. Go see the movie. Support him. Just because I'm happy my man Tobin's getting a payday. He's 81 <laughs> years old. Uh, he deserves it. Come on I, the I, damn I, show, Tobin. Yeah, and go to a convention. I'm ready to meet you, man. Come on. <laughs> damn. Like, I want to I meet Tobin Bell for, I mean, he's 81. I don't want to speak death on him, but, I mean, he's getting close, right? I mean, he's 81 for Pete's sake. Well, with other advances in modern modern medicine, there's no reason to believe he can't live to be 200, 230 years old. He can't even find cancer <laughs> stuff that's right. That was oh, Ricky Bobby. On. I don't I think I got the years right. But. Uh, I love Shout out Ricky Bobby. <laughs> anyway, let's wrap this up. Uh, I had a good time. Appreciate you guys joining me for this. Uh, leave your comments and your thoughts on our social media posts. We'd love to hear them. Y'all have a good one. Just want to remind everybody. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.